Rockets. You know, live hip hop daily TV. And this episode is sponsored by. Ooh, oh my God, it's got tongue tied. I'm sorry. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Canago. Um, Canago, shout out to Canago, the delivery buds. Order from local shops to get their best TAC-free CBD consumables, Delta-8, non-medicated skin products, cosmetics, essential oils, smoking products, and more right to your doorstep. In partnership with Canago, this month, all our listeners, all the listeners of our show can receive $10 off their first order when you use promo code CASHCOLOR10. So download their app on iOS and head to their website, trycanago.com, and see what they have for you. Let's go, buds. I got close. I'm supposed to be less B-Buzz. I'm getting better, man. Again, muscle memory, bro. I'm getting better <laughs> at doing my script. <laughs> it is, like I said, this is Cash Color Canvas. This is a high level of conversation. I am your host tonight. My name is Mecca King, and I have a great guest in the building. This is actually the first time I actually met her. I've seen you online like a billion, zillion, zillion times. I didn't even know who the face was behind this brand. But I get a chance to have a conversation with her today, and we're going to talk about her brand and how she jumped from being a being a pharmacist to getting into the cannabis space. Georgia's medical marijuana pro- program may talk about some reality TV. I don't know. Let's see, <laughs> let's see where this conversation goes. But, but without further ado, thank you for my guest, Cassandra Gosa. Thanks for having me. No problem. Thank you. Thank you for being patient with me. Thank you for coming in early and having this whole conversation before the podcast. Like, we really had a good day, man. But um, I know this is your first time on the show. And being that it's the first time on the show, I'd love for you to introduce yourself to our listeners and just tell them what you do. Okay. My name is Cassandra Gosa. I am a licensed pharmacist in the state of Georgia. Um, I'm a community pharmacist, and I also have my own company. It's called ChirpRx. Um, it's a telehealth company where pharmacists provide cannabis um, consultations to cannabis consumers and patients. So I have a double hat that I, that I carry. Um, I'm in the retail pharmacy space, but I'm also in the cannabis space as well. All right. I hear a little accent, and that's not Atlanta accent. <laughs> <laughs> where are you from? That's that good old Alabama accent. I'm from Huntsville, Alabama. Uh, graduated from Alabama A&M University, so go Bulldogs. All right, go Bulldogs. <laughs> I was telling you off air, you know, I do have um, ties in Alabama. My mother's whole entire side of the family's from Alabama. My brother currently lives in Huntsville. My nephew went to Alabama State. Yeah. Yeah, we ain't going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and my brother even went to Alabama A&M. I have Alabama in me. Like, I've been going to Alabama since I was, since I can remember, about five years old. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. man. I love it, man. We used to have a, my, well, my, they still own it, but it was a big farm out in Camden. And it was such a, sh- a shock to me because I'm from Boston. So growing up in the city that they will plop you in this farm. You know how parents do once a year because you got to go back. <laughs> you're expect- <laughs> and you're expected to do work. Oh, like, work. Yeah. Girl, you know, let me tell you what work was. <laughs> they didn't have indoor plumbing. You know what work is? Going to the well to get water to flush. That's work. Yeah. That's we work. Had, um, my granddad had countries he had a, a country field and so i was too small to do work building the house building onto the house like my older brothers so i would be out in the pecan field picking pecans get so, out of here i used to pick yeah. i used to pick um peas oh wow and that was actually fun to me because i used to like <laughs> snapping them but yo i used to do that and i used to scare chickens like that oh, was my wow. whole thing during the summer until i realized chickens will chase you they will. Yo, a chicken will chase you, and the chickens are fast. They are. Oh, I didn't realize that when I was little. My, you talking about little legs trying to move. This chicken was <laughs> on, I thought chickens could. I didn't know it was going to fly or not. You know, they start moving them wings. They chicken was out. Fast. They weren't going anywhere. Nah, man. So Alabama is definitely a place that is close to my heart. I love Bama. Right next door, yeah. Yeah, what was it like growing up down there? 
Um, it's pretty similar to Georgia. You have your main arteries, your main cities, and then it gets you know more rural as you get outside of those main cities. Yeah, but you mm-hmm. was in the NASA city because I remember going to the um, museum when I was a kid. Yeah, the big old rocket you see when you pulling into the city. Um, A and M. It's a lot of engineers, scientists, computer scientists in the city. So really science based. City. And now, is that something that kind of sparked you to being a pharmacist? Because being a pharmacist isn't something I know people who people just tell me this is what I want to be. Like, and it's it really how I got here is like this long winding road <laughs> because my degree is in biology. I moved to um, Atlanta and I worked as a chemist in a battery company. Um, decided to go back to school um, and got my master's in public health. And while I was there, I kind of decided, you know, what I wanted my career to look like, what I wanted to do. And I have several friends and family members that are pharmacists as well. And it just seemed like the natural progression for me to become a pharmacist. So I went ahead and went on to pharmacy school. Ooh, that's a lot of work, though. It, right? It's a lot. I, I don't recommend all of that <laughs> school to anybody. It was a lot. Child, yeah, because being a biology major is a lot. It's a lot. But it's that love of the body and all of that that got me here today. So was it, was it just being tired of school that made you say, I don't want to be a doctor? <clears throat> so it... It's really not. There's so many different areas of healthcare that you go in. You can go into. You shouldn't be limited to just saying I want to be a doctor. There's mm-hmm. so many different areas that you can go to. Yeah, go sure. into, yeah. Oh, we found. We just found that out. You know, we didn't just find it out. <laughs> Y'all should know that. There's plenty of other areas. We everybody don't got to be Heathcliff Huxable. Right. You know, like everybody don't got to be that. Yeah. He needed help too. He needed a nurse. He needed somebody to draw the blood. You know, yeah. it's it's different areas you can go into. Yeah, so, um, but eventually you did find yourself into the business of cannabis. How did you, well, first, before you even get into the business part, when was the first time you actually discovered cannabis? Um, It was just really, and I think all of us are similar in this aspect that we know or have family that's in the underground market. Um, And so my experience with cannabis is very limited but as you see more states start to legalize it um and they say that it's medical yeah you start to question well what's going on you know it's it's legal in all of these states now why why are we still getting this negative aspect of cannabis so i started to do my own research look behind it and i said no there are benefits to this plant. And so I just needed to do my own research. I decided that, hey, I wanted my pharmacy career to be rooted in cannabis. So that's how I kind of got here. All right. And also, all my I don't know any family members who are ever worked on the underground. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving a big, a big wink. <laughs> I don't know none of my family members who ever been. Even if it's not your family, you know somebody. Of course, of course. <laughs> Of course, but you know, even growing up, I'm pretty sure you was a- aware of what the plant was and you was around it. Have you have you ever been tempted to actually consume yourself? Um, like I said, as I've done more research and gotten more information about the plant, it's definitely something that can be utilized for or by people. It's not necessarily for everybody. Yeah. Um, there are some cannabinoids that I have used that have been beneficial for me, but like I said, everybody doesn't have to always consume every part of the plant. And I live in Georgia. It's not legal here. Yeah. But um, disclaimer. You know. <laughs> <laughs> disclaimer. But um, like I said, there are other cannabinoids that 
um, can work and are available for people to use that are legal. Awesome, awesome. So, but the transition couldn't have been super simple. You're talking about going from being a pharmacist in a traditional, traditional job to coming over to a space that's, like you said, this states is going legal, but federally we're nowhere close to that. Federally, it's just not moving. No, no. Um, I think the most recent thing that we had done federally was um, the signing into law about cannabis research. Yeah. Um, and I did want to mention that because as more um, clinical trials start to open up, we do need to be more mindful of being part of those clinical trials when we do see them. Um, they're probably going to start doing a lot of things with our veterans. Our veterans need to go ahead and sign up for those clinical trials. I know that sounds scary. That's what I was about to but say. But that's <laughs> the data that we need in order to say, yes, we want this plant available to everybody. We need people that are in these clinical trials that say, yes, it works. It's crazy because um, I asked you one question. You jumped to a whole nother question, <laughs> but I like that question. It's going to be hard. You're talking about from veterans, especially black people, to get them into a clinical study. That's going to be a push. It is. But I think as you get more healthcare professionals that are putting their sample of approval on the plant and are encouraging people to get out there and to do more clinical trials, people that look like them, yeah. I think that that will help them yeah. to, to get more. And then also we're talking about weed. So it's like, it's not like COVID vaccine. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, I don't feel like it's going to be that big of an argument, but you're definitely going to have people on the other side saying that you still, it's still the government and they're still asking you, this can't be, you know what I mean? Like, it's going to be levels of, of Yeah, it's going to be levels, but it's a balance of it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's, it, as we move cannabis into the legal field, as we want it to become federally legal, um, there's some pull and push and pull that we're going to have to do in order to get this plant available to everybody. Yeah, and go back to my original question. Was it a hard transition to go from what you were doing as a pharmacist into this space that you're at now? So, not necessarily. Um, there are some cannabis products that are available in your traditional pharmacies um, and so people will come and ask about those products and so we have to learn about those as well okay also there are some federal or fda approved medications that are available that we do um, dispense to patients that we have to know about so that we can educate our patients as well epidiolex is one um, Janabinol is another. So those are FDA-approved medications that we do dispense to, to patients regularly. Mm. Okay. But so um, what was the reaction from some of your colleagues when you said that, you know, I'm going I'm to start looking more into this side of the business? Like, were, were they, were they, was there, were they as shocked? Were there any pushback <laughs> from your friends? Um, no, I wouldn't say that. Um, they're more so, they have more questions. Mm. Like, how did you decide to do this? Like I did. I had, <laughs> yeah, I had, and it was really me making a conscious decision to go into cannabis. And so they want to know, you know, how does it work? Um, is this something I can use for my patients? I can recommend to my patients. And so I find that they're not necessarily hesitant to knowing about it. They just, they're just, they're more inquisitive. They want to know a little bit more about it. Like I said, we're putting our stamp of approval on cannabis, yeah. and it's going to be well known. People are going to start accepting it. So, um, yeah, I think as people like me start saying, hey, it's okay, you can recommend this to your patients, then it'll start spreading, and it'll start more 
medical professionals will start accepting cannabis. And the company that you that you started, Chirp RX, is actually a good way to start getting that stamp out. You know, like what you do is, well, I'll let you explain this. Explain what Chirp, the, the how, what, first off, how Chirp RX came to life and what, what's its overall goal as far as a business? What does it do? Right. So Chirp RX is really just a blend of my educational background and my career goals. Um, like I said, I have um, my degree in biology and public health. And now I'm a pharmacist, and so how do I best put all of those things together and make a career out of it? Um, and so even though I'm in the traditional sense, in the retail setting, um, <clears throat> I realized that the aspect of a pharmacist that you get in a retail setting was not available in a dispensary. You could go into a dispensary, and they could show you product and recommend product. But if you're going in for something like pain, they can't really say, we'll take 2.5 milligrams of this gummy and we'll see how your, it works for your pain and then your pain is resolved. They really don't have that nugget in the dispensary. And so I knew that I could put my services as a pharmacist mm. in the dispensary and counsel patients. I'm looking for drug interactions, interactions with other supplements. I'm looking to make sure that you're not on duplicate medications. And I'm looking to make sure that, like I said, you're getting those health outcomes that you're looking for with the amount of cannabis that you could potentially be using. What's a typical um, patient like who, who comes to Chirp RX? Um, so I get a whole bunch of different patients. I get cancer patients. Um, I get patients who have difficulty sleeping. Um, I have patients who are diabetic, who are um, having um, pain with um, their legs, you know, they have restless leg syndrome or um, they have neuropathy in their legs. Um, so it's really a wide range of patients that I'll see. Um, and then there are people that aren't necessarily patients, but they're looking for guidance mm -hmm. um, about a specific thing. So like I said, it could be from a person that's been using cannabis for years or, you know, a little grandma who has no experience. Um, and so I'm able to guide those people. How many times does somebody call you <laughs> trying to get a medical card? Um, <laughs> all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and I've, I've had a lot of people even reach, reach out on social media about medical cards. And um, it can, the process right now is kind of hidden in Georgia. Um, I hope as, you know, as we start getting the program going here, um, that process will become more visible and it'll be accessible to patients. They won't have to guess about what they need to do. So with your job though, being that it being that you is, is, it's not physical, it's virtual for the most part. Is it easier for you to do, you know, because you, you're not necessarily, you're not pigeonholed to simply just working in Georgia. That's what I'm trying to get to. You're not pigeonholed to just working here. You have the ability to touch somebody in California, touch somebody in New York, all in the, all in the span of minutes probably. Um, is it easier for you, or do you feel like it's harder for you to kind of um, pull this I off? I feel like it's something that I'm already doing anyway. It's not difficult. Um, I, I think that, like I said, I, I don't necessarily have to have the physical product. I know what the products are, and so I can guide you on what you need as far as products. Yeah. Um, I'm not necessarily focused on brands. I'm actually focused on the product themselves. 
and I can guide anybody anywhere on what they need to do based off of their medical history, um, based off the medications that they take currently, what their healthcare goals are, um, and where they're trying to be. You know, you just—I I didn't even think about that—that that you don't—you don't speak—you don't speak from a brand specific point of view. You don't tell people to go to this certain spot. But I'm like, how far are we down the road from when pe- when we do have pharmacists or do have businesses like yours that are sponsored by somebody? You know what I mean? Like and that's sponsored scary, by right? Yeah. <laughs> that's scary because you don't want to necessarily be tied to a brand. You want to present this as medicine. Yeah. And so um, I don't see myself at doing that. I'm not saying it's wrong if people decide to oh. do that. I feel like that's so tricky because then you get into the whole issue that we've already seen in the medical field where certain doctors were pushing you towards specific, specific medicine. Yeah, maybe yeah. it had nothing to do with your life, but <laughs> we was getting a check from that. It comes to a tricky situation. Yeah, and they had to, and they saw the effects of that, and they've kind of had to pull back yeah. from that. So um, the cannabis in- industry is loosely based on the pharmacy industry, um, and so there are things that we're going to have to check ourselves on ethically as we move forward. Yeah. I'm, I'm more shocked that the pharmacy, the pharmaceutical industry wasn't like more upset when you came over here. Like they weren't throwing pills at you. Like, boom. <laughs> <laughs> you know like you're supposed to be well, down over these here. These are my opinions. So <laughs> they can throw pills all day. <laughs> so again, but your, your platform is so unique because you don't necessarily have to be in Georgia or even serve people in Georgia in order to survive, but you do live here. So you, you have to be very aware of what's going on in Georgia when it comes to the MMJ program and the slow progress that it has made. Um, what are your feelings on the Georgia MMJ project? It program, is pretty me. much non-existent right now. Um, hmm. I think it the laws <laughs> <laughs> passed back in 15, yeah, I want to say. Yeah. And patients still don't have legal access to their medications. And so um, it's supposed to move this year, fingers crossed. But we're so behind from where we should be. Yeah. It, it's it's going to be a process. I'm all for championing small wins because small wins turn to big wins. <laughs> and this is why I consider this because, I, I mean, it's really hard to sell me on anything else. It's a small win. I'm praying that it turns into other things because especially after doing this show, we've been doing this show for seven years now. I fully understand why people need this and what who are trying to supply it. Like, it's, it's good to see this business grow in the state, but I'm so – who I'd be so scared every day because I'm like I don't know like you just mentioned I really don't know what's going on and it's not so much he's not at the state capitol every day it's like literally no, y'all don't know either you know what I'm saying exactly. like you and know it, as much as I do and you can see how the political process how slow it is yeah it's that part and it's just like what are we doing here people need this medication and it's just like all the red tape that we have to get through and so even though it's going to be or has been a slow process, once it gets here, I think things will start to move a little quickly. And we had that conversation briefly off air that it's, a, it's and I've heard this before from plenty of friends of mine. Shout out to my boy, Chris Brown. You <laughs> got to get started first before, you, you know, what I'm saying to get through all these little itch, the little problems so you can get to the, the, the better situation. Because right now I feel like the biggest problem is the negotiation point somehow got y'all to 0.5 THC which I want to know where the starting point was that y'all dropped it to there. I don't know. It, it had to have been some random number because yeah, I don't I don't believe that I've seen 
that percentage or concentration in any other state exactly. that has legalized. Nobody so, starts at 10 and says, all right, we'll go down I to 25. So where did y'all start? Was it one? <laughs> I haven't seen the studies that say that, but if anybody out there knows it, you can email that's, it to me. That's a room I, I wish I could have been in. Like the day that y'all decided, what was the negotiation process to get to where you at? Because that's such a ridiculous number to even say out loud. But, but I, I also say watch that space because um, I think a lot of legislations have pre been presenting concentration limits. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm not, I can't remember what state it was, but I think as we move into this potential federalization, that concentration may be that line. So just pay attention to that. I, I thought, again, we had this conversation <laughs> off air. One thing that you made a good point about, and I, I totally agree with, is once they do start opening up and you're able to actually go into a store, well, this also means a whole other question about how you even get a doctor to give you one. But once you're able to go into a store and, 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 and be able to purchase what you want to purchase, people are going to eventually realize that 0.5% isn't enough and going to want to start demanding more, which is actually a good thing. So, that's a good thing because yeah, you're going to get people because they're going to start putting that on the ballot. You know, mm -hmm. should we increase? And yeah, you need to get out there and vote for that. Yeah, so. yeah. Also, there's another tricky, tricky um, piece to this puzzle. Getting a doctor's recommendation. Because who the hell are these doctors? Are the doctors? <laughs> like these are so many questions I can't believe. Yeah. So who, who are the, the hell are these doctors? That, that is that is another difficult thing. Um, I've had some recent health issues and um, trying to get you know find somebody that will say, hey, this is what you got going on, and um, yes, cannabis could be for you. You can get your medical card. Mm -hmm. Like, where is that, that doctor? Yeah. I haven't found it. Um, there's a few websites, I believe, in Georgia that list different doctors. I don't know how accurate that, that doctor list is. Um, and then there was a meeting a few weeks ago where a few physicians were um, meeting with True Leave about the Georgia medical program. Mm -hmm. And so maybe they will be updating that list. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess we just have to wait and see. Yeah, are you comfortable with some of the names that um, have been released that will be able to kind of get a head start in this program, such as True Um, I, I think that they have been awarded the, <laughs> the production licenses. And so... It's okay if it if that's what it takes to get the ball rolling. Again, then let's just get it started. I guess that's, that's where we are. Just that's fine with me. I, I don't yeah. know if I don't if I like their stamp of approval on everything because it's you see True Leave everywhere. I was gonna say they space. plus they got their own issues, so it's almost like they got their own yeah. stuff going on down yeah. there in Florida. So um, yeah, like I said can't necessarily hide from it they got their own issues you know what <laughs> i'm saying so if you're talking about stamping everything now people gonna question could question, possibly question could that possibly yeah question them we'll yeah. see yeah um but like i said anything that gets this ball rolling right now is definitely what we need in georgia yeah we definitely enter the multiverse when it comes when it comes to this <laughs> so um if you had a chance to kind of redo some things and you had a chance to be in those rooms and make those kind of decisions what, what would you what do you feel like you would do differently um like we said earlier, like where did the percentage come from for the concentration? Did y'all have any pharmacists or doctors in the room mm. that um, okayed that? Um, and then all of the red tape. Um, I, I think maybe what we missed is if a state is already up and running and their program has aged well, just copy and paste what they're doing. You don't necessarily have to start from scratch. 
I think that's what a lot of states got wrong. Um, and so potentially just copy and pasting what somebody else already had yeah. so we can get this thing moving quicker. It's also paying attention because you got to figure out which state has done it, which you would feel correctly. Because if that's the case, we could also apply that to social equity. And we have, we're still struggling to find a state that you can copy and paste. You know what I mean? Right. Where that just works, we can just use this somewhere yeah, else. Yeah, because they allocated these funds for different social programs mm-hmm. in the cannabis industry. And you see the struggle that those mm-hmm. people are still having. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very important to have mentorship. Like I, I'm, I'm, I actually, I think about the mentors I've had in my life every day, especially when I be on social media and I hear people say certain things. I'm like, damn, I'm glad I had. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying <laughs> like so many people in my life who was able to tell right. me stuff when I was young. But it really means something in business. Um, do you find yourself being tapped for mentorship as we in in this space? Because I'm pretty sure there's other people who are kind of probably tugging at your coat here asking how can i get into the business yeah that's so i have had several people that have reached out to me um and we've met and talked about what they want their careers to be um not just pharmacists um different health care professionals um i haven't really had students reach out to me um, but I'm available to give whatever information I have available. I'm not trying to hide this or keep it to myself so I can become a billionaire. Yeah. <laughs> I want this information to get out because the bottom line is the patient, is the cannabis consumer, to make sure that they have access to cannabis. And the only way we can do that is to spread the word, to bring more people under our wing um, so that, people have access to it, have mm-hmm. access to this information. Education is so important as well. Um, <clears throat> so like I said, I haven't had many people reach out to me, but I am available. <laughs> what about <laughs> vice versa? Like, has it been hard for you to kind of pull out cer- certain medical professionals who are in this space and say, hey, I kind of need your guidance? Yeah, well, even um, so in pharmacy school, you do three years in class, and then your last year, you're doing rotations actually out in the field. And I knew I wanted my career to be in cannabis, so I had to actually look for a rotation where I could satisfy my credits for school, but I also wanted to be able to shape my career in the way that I wanted it to go. And I was able to find a um, dispensary in Chicago that was actually a pharmacist-led dispensary. And so I spent about six weeks there just learning the ropes of the dispensary because I had no clue. Um, that was actually my first experience inside of a dispensary. But the, the pharmacists were great. They knew all of the, the stuff. They had a botanist there. Like, she knew all the stuff. Like, I learned so much. But I, it, it took so long to find them, <laughs> like, to, to actually find pharmacists that were teaching about cannabis. Yeah. So it shouldn't be that difficult. But, like I said, I was able to find it because I sought it, sought, sought it out. But um, I think that the education aspect of cannabis needs to be readily available. And as more medical professionals come into the fold, they also need to have that education piece available as well. You know, when I started doing um, Cash Color Cannabis, I had a, I had somebody who uh, who's a legend, legend to me. His name is Reggie Osei. I had a chance to interview Reggie, and uh, one thing that Reggie talk, said to me when I asked him the question about why are we not seeing more um, cannabis journalists at publications like The Source, like XXL, trying to cover this new industry, he said because they haven't grown any. Matter of fact, he said at your point, he said where you're at right now, you'll probably cultivate more of that 
than they could because of where you are. Do you feel like we need to see more medical professionals and pharmacists who are currently involved in cannabis start really planting those seeds so they can cultivate the next generation of cannabis pharmacists and medical professionals so it's not so hard to find? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the answer is yes to that. Um, because as I've gone to the different events, you know, the different um, MJ BizCon and all of those big events, it seems like we're sort of talking to ourselves. Oh, yeah. Um, and they get redundant after a while. Um, we need to tap into spaces that are not just us, people in the cannabis space. We need to go to these, you know, mom and pop shops, or we need to go to these small doctor um, practices and tell them about this medication so that we can start bringing more people into the fold. Or also, also, let's go into HBCUs because, like you, right? Alabama A and M. We have Meharry <laughs> out here, part of Morehouse. You know, what I mean, we also have almost for I, as far as I'm concerned, any agricultural technical school we that need has to be growing. you need to be in it. If you have we those two letters in your name, <laughs> <laughs> you should be at the head we of the game be here. Head, and so you have like schools like Southern that are doing things yes, in the cannabis yes, space. Yes. You have um, the Fort Valley that was awarded mm -hmm. one of the um, research licenses here. And so I believe that it's moving. It's moving slowly, yes. but it, it will happen. But I feel like if you're an HBCU, you have those land grants, you're growing stuff, you need to be growing hemp. And this, and this, and their schools are actually teaching courses. Like even Clark Atlanta has a cannabis course. You know what I mean? That's like, awesome. yeah, they, they, you're, you're getting there. Shout out to Me Mega Evers out in, uh, in New York. Like there are schools that are still, that are trying to teach this. But I feel like, and I think I had this conversation with Dr. Hodge before about how hard it is to actually get that kind of curriculum into a medical school. And it's going to be difficult until it's, I think, until it's federally legal. Yeah. Yeah. Because even even when I learned about cannabis in school, it was from a negative connotation, you know, from the drug war aspect. So um, I had to turn that negative into a positive. It, it still works. But, yeah, it, it's it's going to take, it's going to take a lot of people to, to get that, to get cannabis in the space of this is acceptable. How happy were you to get your coat when you became a pharmacist? <laughs> <laughs> it was not as exciting as most people think it is. I honestly don't even wear my coat most days just because it's hot. I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> She'd have to take it off occasionally. I'd wear it every day. <laughs> That's what most people say, but like I said, it gets hot. And they, and some do. Like you could almost, you, well, you can tell because nobody else would just walk around with a jacket like that on. You could tell when they be in the grocery stores and stuff. Like people would be out there yeah, like flexing. Yeah, and then like you gotta think <laughs> about, you know, I'm putting makeup on in this white coat. They they get dingy quick. So, yeah. <laughs> so you know, another conversation we was having off air is we were talking about reality shows, and you was telling me about a reality show that you were still kind of confused about. That's from Huntsville. But what else, what what else, what do you do when you're not being a pharmacist and you're not knee deep in cannabis research and such um so what do I like to do so I've always had an interest in um, complementary medications um, alternative medications and so I've really been getting into like different herbs okay. trying to learn about those and how I can use those as medicine as well oh you're a real nerd like how many people <laughs> how, really how, how many people like my <laughs> hobby is more of my job 
I mean, it's an extension of myself. And so, like, yoga, I love doing that um, and learning all those aspects of it. And they, they I, I was with the, um, on a panel the other month, and they were talking about how yoga can activate the endocannabinoid system. And I was just like, you know, wow. So I, I definitely wanted, that stuff excites me. <laughs> Girl, you got to do shmoga one day. Shout, yo, yo, shout out to my boy Tyler. You got to do shmoga one day. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That sounds I'm a, interesting. I'm going to tag you. You got to do okay. smoke one day. It'll okay, open up everything. Actually, I don't know. You don't consume, but it'll open up everything. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Got you. But yeah, so um, I like to travel um, and see a different dispensaries in different cities. Um, but just for leisure, like, you know, taking my mom, my parents are older now, just taking them to different spots to see different things. I love doing that. Oh, so you're a traveler. What's the last place you've been? Um, where's the last place I went to? Uh, where did we go? Cancun, I think. Because, you know, everything was shut down. And yeah. so Mexico was really the only place you could go to. She took our parents to Cancun and we had a ball. <laughs> we, had a, we had a ball, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Don't show the camera roll. Look like hangover. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was, I was admiring the ASICs. And I'm like, are ASICs like the sponsor of, of medical everything? Like, I love them. Is that I the first thing shoes. you get after you get the jacket? Is a pair of Asics? Apparently, <laughs> I love I've loved Asics since um, high school. I yeah. used to be a cheerleader, and that was like our our, our cheerleading shoes. I'm not hating. Actually, I like Asics. Asics to me, hard boy. You've seen other pharmacists in these? Shoes? Yes. What? Okay. That or clogs? <laughs> I, I can't get with the clogs, but I'm definitely aces. I've never tried a pair of clogs on ever. I don't know how they fit on me, but I've never had a pair. It doesn't look comfortable. No, no. Okay. No, it doesn't. Who's a clog fan in here? Like, y'all wear clogs? Yeah. Herb, Herb, you do wear clogs. Crocs, Crocs, yeah. Clogs. I said clogs. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't okay. I didn't mean to give a bad representation okay. to, to clogs. We meant Crocs. <laughs> a lot of people wear, especially in the medical field, yeah. in the hospitals and stuff. They wear. Them. I, I forgot Herb wear Crocs. Herb, Herb got his bedazzled too. Like they're not just regular. Yeah, he got boots <laughs> <laughs> on his Crocs. <laughs> so that's crazy, man. That's crazy. So you had a lot of what's 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 happening for you as we move forward. Um. So it's just really getting out the word about my services, what I provide expanding um that's pretty much it like i said putting that (laughs) that pharmacist approval on cannabis yes cannabis works you gotta take more pictures like this with the jacket on and just like kind of staring into the camera that makes you look more official (laughs) (laughs) you gotta do more of those like whenever i see a doctor he's taking them seriously like this Probably because we're so focused, people would call my name. And I, I say I don't have my pharmacist ears yet because we do so many things in a pharmacy during the day. Um, and so people will say my name and I just won't hear them because I'm like this in the computer trying to make sure everything's perfect before I dispense the medication to a patient. So are you so serious? Like you ever walk in Kroger sometimes to see their pharmacy and just be like, yeah, I just want to go help. <laughs> I, I do because I know what they're going through. And I'm like, I feel for y'all today. <laughs> just want to tap them on the show to, Hey, I can, I can help. I can help if you need it. I can, I can help. I'm, I'm not that guy. Like I could really help. Like I'm not just here for pills. Yeah. That's another thing too. How many times you get hit up just about regular pills? Like, do people try to get those out of you? <clears throat> I I don't know why they think we have pills at the house. I I do not have pills at the house. They're at the pharmacy. 
It's Sorry. not the brightest. We're not the brightest group of people out here right now, man. <laughs> like, like if they, if you hear the word pharmacist, Sorry, if you have a question about the pill, I can help you. But I don't have a stash. Of thank you. Yeah, okay, just as we gotta say that out loud, so if nobody's watching this show and just assumes I'm gonna hit her up and get some Ritalin or something. <laughs> like, like she, yeah, perk thirty. Gotta get a perk thirty. <laughs> perk ten. <laughs> gotta get a perk ten. Oh goodness. Yeah, definitely no, no pills in the closet. No pills in the closet, as you heard, man. <laughs> Cassandra, you've actually been an amazing guest. I was kind of nervous about this because when I talked to, I was to, nervous too. Oh, but I was more nervous than you were nervous. Trust me. Okay. Yeah, I like. I, I don't believe. No, nah, I was more nervous because whenever you're talking to a medical professional, it can either get really straightforward and one-word answers, or <laughs> how's this gonna go? But I already know since we was off air, we was talking about love and marriage, Huntsville. I was like, oh, we can do this. <laughs> We can do this. Yeah, and it it kind of warmed me up too, so I could be a better guest. I hope I I was a good guest. You was an amazing guest. You're actually still here. I still got another minute with you. Okay. You 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 an amazing guest. What I do want you to do is tell people how they actually can get in touch with you if they wanted to know about your services. And the services do not include getting prescriptions for pills. <laughs> <laughs> they, they she doesn't have them on deck. She's not going to tap in with you. Just to tell her how you can help, <laughs> like, help with your services. So if you wanted to schedule an appointment, you can definitely go on our website, www.chirprx.com. Um, I'm available on all social media. <clears throat> Do not expect a quick turnaround because I'm not on there all day. But um, if you have a question, concerns, um, any type of information that you need from me, um, just hit me up on there, and I'll try to direct you to the to the correct space <laughs> <laughs> and also go on my website and um, subscribe to our newsletter we put those out monthly and it just has tidbits about what's going on um, things about the cannabis industry you may not be familiar with so um, just go on and make your free account and we, you will get a free monthly newsletter Cassandra thank you so much for coming on the show I do appreciate thank you thank you for having me and thank you everybody who's listening or watching and remember this episode is sponsored by Canago um, make sure that you check out their, go to the app on iOS and check out their website try Canago and use promo code cashcolor10 for your first order and save $10 off on that order we are out of here Cash Color Campus high level of conversation yo yeah. yeah.